I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is our host each and every week. And now you'll be able to see her on Roku, on TV, and Amazon Fire. And, uh, and uh, you know, she's, she's wonderful. And she's multimedia. And uh, she's, uh, she's all over the Internet. She, her book is uh, is wonderful and that's called ransom notes as well she's got a documentary you'll be able to see that not only online but on tv as well uh we are uh we are in the presence of of a wonderful lady who's who's the grandma moses of media how about that the grandma moses of media media i don't think you started uh until a certain certain point in your life and then boy did you just catch fire which is uh which is incredible kathy ransom how are you well, that's Grandma Moses, if that's what I really am, gets older every day. But it's such a joy to visit with people online and with you. Uh, and I suppose this is a good moment to just remind everybody that I absolutely believe from my toes up to my top of my gray hair, well, sometimes it's considered white, that we all need to keep busy, whether it's actually going out and golfing, planting gardens, or running races, but sitting and doing nothing is not really what the Lord wants us to do. So I try to keep busy, and sometimes it's too busy, and that's not good either. But that's okay. It's good to visit with you today. Yeah. Have you have you had lunch yet, Brett Frank? Today? I, I I haven't, but I've been nibbling all day. And if you looked at my waistline, you would you would think that I'm not starving myself. Put it that way. Well. I have, I, we had, my friend uh, made cabbage soup for us for lunch. Yeah. And, wow, it was really, I love cooked cabbage, and I know lots of people don't, but this one had rice and hamburger and tomatoes in it, and it was a relatively light soup, but it was so tasty, I think she'd put some kind of hot seasoning in it, or not real hot, but, you know, to give it some flavor, and it was just, it was nice for a summer afternoon if you want soup, and we like soup, but anyway, that leads me into, I don't know about New York, Frank, but August is a busy time in Illinois. Do you know why? Uh, no, well, I only because you hinted at it beforehand, but I'm not going to spoil, that would be cheating. Uh, why is it busy? <laughs> Well, if this is harvest season, and we are sort of in the heart of the farmland. Actually, Illinois is very fortunate. We have lots of very rich soil. We have some some bumpy, I wouldn't call the mountains having been born in the west in Oregon, but we certainly have some bumpy hills and some rocky soil. But right down the middle of the state is some of the best black land in the United States. Uh, and I won't try and insist that it is the only good land but it's it great and do you, do you know what illinois is sort of famous for growing uh not apples right no no there'd be a few down south but yeah. but that that wouldn't be uh, our main crops would be uh it comes on a cob uh, corn. You're a big corn company. I mean, a uh, um, uh, country the, over there, along with Iowa, I guess, right? Well, and right down through the middle is, is lots of. I mean, right here in, in Springfield, Illinois, which is really not quite the dead center of Illinois, but very close. And the other alternate, because farmers 
as I understand it, and I'm not a farmer, my grandparents were, but I am not, is, is the, they alternate it with wheat and or another grain. So one year, a plot, part of their farm, many of them, will plant wheat, and then the next year, on that same piece, they'll do corn, and they'll have another part of their property in the alternate one. And there's two reasons for that, as I understand it from the non-farmer's perspective, is that if you, different plants use different kinds of things from the soil and they restore it in different ways too, or somehow it's good to rest the soil from one thing or another. And then you don't want to really plant everything in just corn or just wheat. If that happens to be a bad year for wheat, you have no income. There's obviously a farmer can lose their whole crop, but you don't want it because that was a bad year for corn, but it was a great year for wheat, and your neighbors grew all the wheat, and you didn't have any. So it makes sense to sort of uh, put your apples in two baskets or whatever word you want. The other thing for which southern Illinois has a lot of, and they are very delicious, and we had some this weekend, and they're the peaches. And we don't think of Illinois as a peach state, and it isn't a great one. Now, Georgia and some of those are better. But uh, And then the fourth thing that um, many of our farmers, and I think New York probably exceeds us in this, and that's the small garden vegetable. Uh, and I know we're eating fresh tomatoes and fresh corn off the cob and we had our first carrot from our garden the other day. It was about three inches long, so it wasn't exactly a giant carrot, though. Yeah, three I inches know. long. <laughs> uh, mini carrots, we call them here. I think that's what we do. The, the, the little mini uh, tomatoes, what do you call them, baby tomatoes or what? We have this really small little garden here at Concordia, and the little baby tomatoes are swamping our refrigerator. Somehow the Lord thought we needed lots of tomatoes, and he's doing well with those. I wish he had grown the carrots just a bit bigger, but that's okay. It, it doesn't do that. But, you know, I was sort of thinking, what really, and, and you have farming, I know, in New York. Yep. What, what, what are the things that keep the crops from really growing in, in New York? And I'm guessing it's probably similar in most parts of the world. Well, you know, frost, right, or, or late winter and or unexpected winter, uh, bugs, certain bugs. I'm in the middle of farm country, believe it or not, and on eastern Long Island there are tons of farms out here, and a lot of them are, are disguised as being called vineyards, but they're still, you know, farms, grape farms and everything. But... um like a late frost or a um uh, an early frost uh you know sometimes knocks people off track is that what you were referring to oh yeah i mean i think that's true it's heat they, they have to have heat they have to have sun they have to have moisture and rain whatever you want to call it they have to have good soil and when you mentioned what is growing on long island i remember uh back in the late 90s when i was uh doing some uh, a lot of consulting out on Long Island, they they said that much of that land at one time had been the great potato farms. Am I remembering correctly? Yep, uh, a lot of a lot of potato farms, and uh, and dairy on our seal of Suffolk County, where we are, and the Hamptons aren't far from us. Um, the the seal, and they used to be on police cars. Um, there was a uh, there was a head of cattle 
on our seal of Suffolk County, which meant that there um, uh, there were uh, lots of um, uh, lots of cows, lots of uh, livestock out here. And, and certainly, Illinois has livestock too, and that's and that's great. But just sort of making uh, a switching the focus on our farming, I immediately think about Luke eight and the Lord when He talks about uh, planting. And he says there's really four kinds of soil. And, and I'm, I know New York has the same kind of four kinds as we do. And he talks about uh, in his parable as he plants the seed, or which is really his word or Bible or the knowledge about him, whatever you want to call it, is the seed. But he talks sometimes that seed, and now our listeners might think, how do I convert what I'm going to say now to meaning the, the word of God, that it's tossed out there. And sometimes in, in the Bible days, they scattered the grain by hand as opposed by a gigantic seed planter that we have for corn in Illinois. They'd throw it out and some of it would fall on the paths where the people would walk because they didn't have as many roads certain concrete and asphalt. And so People would trample on it, and the birds would gobble it up. Sometimes when the word was thrown out there or the seed was thrown out there, it was on rocky ground, and maybe it would start just a teensy-weeny bit. But then, and you thought, oh, wow, the seed's taking, and then there wasn't enough water, or, or it withered up. And then there was a third kind of soil that the Lord mentions, and that's where there's thorns. And now you know, Frank, I'm going to ask you, sort of can, can help me compare what soil that what seed that's planted on the path I'm putting you on you know what this is this is school Frank we're having lessons and then the third kind was thorns and obviously the thorns grow better than the seeds sometimes and they over overwhelm the the, the, the corn or whatever seeds you're planting and then uh, even as in Illinois they the Lord says some of that soil, some of those seeds were planted in wonderful Illinois or Palestinian uh, black dirt, and they had 100% increase. Now, if we say that represents the Word of God, what would be kind of an example of someone having seed planted on the path, and we're talking about the Word of God? Where would I throw that Word of God out? And it would be like a path. Mm. See, you know, a, a couple of different ways you can go with it. But uh, if you if you put the word of God out to those who are troubled, those who are, are who are looking for answers, you know, maybe you know those with drug and alcohol uh, problems or or depression problems, and you start laying out seeds for them to uh to follow uh that would be uh that would be case or, or some, some people that are that are ill and maybe they see the the end um a little closer than than what the beginning is and then they wonder what what is out there but uh, also uh, for for young people that don't and when I say young people I'm not just talking about children but I'm talking about people that are just having children and they're uh, they're out there. I don't know if this is the direction you were going in, but uh, th- these are a couple of things that popped into my head as you were saying that. And and if you put out the word of uh, word of the Lord to 
uh, to people that are about to go through a major change in their life, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're susceptible to, uh, to hearing uh, wisdom and, and, uh, and, and words from the good book. Well, that almost is that you're almost describing the good soil, that they take in the knowledge and do something with it. The path and the trampling, and I thought you were going to go that way, is that some of these young people and some of these kids and people who are having trouble, they ignore God's word, and it never takes root at all. So you were starting right down the path. I was thinking of, obviously, there's more than one way to interpret these kind of things when you're making examples. But really, this is where you might, the word might go out to a family and three family members decide that they're going to believe and follow and two decide, nope, not for me. I don't believe in God. Don't believe in all of these things. You guys can go to church if you want. You can learn and try to be a Christian and share your love, but not for me. And then there's even the borderline kid in the family or the papa in the family or the mama doesn't or whatever or the neighbors down the street that they maybe occasionally hear just a little bit of the word and then they get busy with their life and they forget to go and they forget to love and they forget to be sharing with others and they sort of become and that's sort of the rocky ground the seeds started to be planted somebody shared them the love of god but it really got shoved out with busyness or other things and so, which sort of bumps into the next kind of soil that the seeds that he planted in certain kinds of soil, and that was thorns. And I think you mentioned one of those kind of people that sometimes I'm so covered with problems in my life, whether it's marital or physical or discouragement or financial, that I get consumed by that. And they just choke out my love for the Lord. I forget about him. I didn't really cast him away. I just got it choked out because I was so busy trying to save my family without letting the Lord continue. And then, obviously, what would the good soil be, my friend? Yeah, well, the uh, the good soil would be what uh, uh, what I was talking about, probably, right? I mean, uh, yep. more along those yep. lines. Yep. Uh, you're, yeah, right. you're right. You're right. Wow. So the message today is, I hope all of us are planting the Word of God in good soil. Perhaps even some of the comments that you and I are making today will hopefully not be trampled and gobbled up by the sparrows, but will really land on good soil and produce like an Illinois cornfield. So good to talk to you today. Yeah, you, the same, same to you. Wow, what, that is wonderful. What a wonderful, you know, you... You miss, well, I can't say you missed your calling because you're doing it and you're, you're reaching uh, so many people now. But, uh, uh, you know, some people would say you should have been on the pulpit. Uh, you are you are terrific. And and you give out these lessons and you get us all thinking uh, without sounding preachy. You're, you're really wonderful. Catherine Ransom, everyone, uh, is uh, is our host each and every week. And you've been listening to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Ransom Notes. Thank <laughs> you.